In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. Um, disappointed that our Canadian cohort decided that this wasn't important tonight, but, you know. He decided that... Going to a bar in the middle of a tropical storm was a more important thing to do. He, he, he's in Montreal, man. It's inland. There's still a tropical storm hitting him. <laughs> I kid you not. All right. Fair enough. Let me, let me find the official name of it because it's important. It, it, it always is to you. <laughs> always. Is, is there an opportunity to be right? Even if I'm not right, is None there an opportunity for it? It is Tropical Storm. I can't even remember what it's called. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, it doesn't even say the name of it there. There's got to be another one. Uh, Trop- hurricane Isaiah. Isaiah. Oh, it's still a hurricane. Well, that's why it's reaching well, him there in Montreal, don't you know? Yeah, they're 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 calling it a tropical cyclone. So that's confusing to me. That must be a Canadian thing. But um, yeah, so there's like three of them on the East Coast right now. Yeah, it's it's hitting all of South Quebec, um, New Brunswick, and all the way around there. So um, this so makes yeah, me nervous but, for the Rougeaus. They're such a great tag team. Oh, uh, don't you know? Almost as good as the Nasty Boys were. Hey, don't you badmouth the nasty boys, though. <laughs> and not <laughs> conspicuous by his absence, um, we're going to be mocking our Canadian cohort quite a bit tonight. He's here in spirit, don't you know? But he's but he's at the bar in reality. Probably also in spirit. In spirits. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what I did there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network, so do make sure to check out the other shows on the network. You can head over to tatnusco.com and click on the network and see all of them there. If you are new to this particular show, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging the other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. We don't discuss them in advance, so the answers are going to be entirely off the cuff and hopefully entertaining. Uh, before we get into it, though, I would like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and uh, get more listeners and and move on from there. Um, you can also head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there, get access to our sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting for classic pay-per-view reviews, one's coming up this week, uh, yes. monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this video very show to challenge us to book your fantasy booking scenario or scenario if you're a jerk or or, yeah or scenario if you don't know how to say things yeah like like the guy who said yosemite recently yeah yeah at at yosemite park (laughs) ladies and gentlemen our president 
Yes. And that's so, coming from conservative on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the fantasy booking here. And I'm going to go ahead and start first because I'm excited about mine. And I think it'll be lots of fun. And um, and I'm making the decision. So we're going to do it. Keep, keep it in your pants there, feller. So... Um, AEW just this week started their Deadly Draw Women's Tag Team Tournament. Um, they said they're trying to do it to, um, prove that they have the best women's wrestlers on the planet and that they have the best tag team wrestling on the planet. And, um, both of those are, are debatable points, especially when it comes to women in AEW. Um, I do think the women's division in AEW is vastly improved, but I, I think anyone who says that they're the best women's division in, uh, American pro wrestling right now is delusional. Um, they've got a lot of talent, but they're, I mean, they're kind of hampered right now because a bunch of their talent can't even be here. So, but... So my thoughts were, they started the tournament last night. They had the first two matches, the quarterfinal matches of the eight-team tournament. And I thought, you know, we should be able to do a women's tag team tournament deadly draw of our own. And if JLB had been joining us, I would have probably uh, insisted we do 16 teams just because that's way more fun when it comes to tournaments. Um... But I'm going to leave it up to you if you want to do just eight teams or 16 teams. Well, do we want a really long podcast or a kind of long podcast? When has that ever stopped us? We're I over think we should, I, I say we I say we straddle the middle. I think we pick the four first round buys and a 12 team tournament. Okay. That's going to be hard because I don't have a bracket made up for 12. You just leave part of the 16 empty. You write buy in four of the slots. Well, yeah, but that requires me to go do that right now, and I'm not prepared, okay? Well, if you can't handle it, that's fine. We can do an 8 or 16. Just if, for if it, ease. It I has think to be generic. Generic. Yes, it's going to have to be generic because I just had to <laughs> Google 16-team tournament bracket and open up a Google Docs of that, so... <laughs> and create this by hand. What Struggle is real. First world, first world problems right here. Yeah. So, um, so we're not real. Uh, we're not uh, limited to uh, particular divisions here, right? Nope. This is across anything because that's the way we roll. So, any female wrestler that you are aware of, including independent wrestlers, if you're aware of any or NWA. Um, Ring of Honor is open, Impact, AEW, WWE, they're all open. But we're going to go back and forth. We're going to choose uh, a team, and the other person chooses the team they're going against. And I think let's just do eight teams for this, because I think I'm going to do a twist on last week. WWE loaded, though. Possibly. Do that, okay. Well, I think Impact's got a lot of people, but I mean, keep in mind there's like Tessa Blanchard, who's currently a free agent. She probably deserves to be on this somewhere, you know. Um, but I think the the twist should be we're going to pick teams back and forth, but um, but we're I'm I'm not going to tell you we're not going to be picking based on the exact matchup, right? So you're going to pick a team, and then I'm going to pick a team, then you're going to pick a team, and so on and so forth. But they're going to go in different orders on the brackets. And then we're going to debate who wins which. Get what I'm saying? I, I 
Yeah, sort of. So let's just do this, and, and you can tell me if I did something wrong. You ain't gonna do anything wrong because. But we're not leaving. So this is a random draw. So, so like it's not iconics. It's Billy Kay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my ruling from the first one where, um, you get the choice. If they are already in a tag team, you get the choice of whether you want to draft them as a tag team or just draft one of them. Um, oh, so for, I'm, putting, I'm putting two team, two people together for a team. You're putting two people together for a team. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're doing eight total teams, so we each have to pick four. Correct. So we're bringing eight female wrestlers. This should be easy. I don't, I don't even think I need to use the interwebs for this. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Let's roll. Okay. So go ahead. Do you want to pick first? Do you want me to pick first? Oh, we could call it a coin toss. We could talk. Does it land with the queen or with the maple leaf? You know. Oh, geez, you're not you're not flipping a loony. <laughs> oh, I miss him so much right now. He has no clue how much we make fun of him when he's gone, do we? Does he? I do not believe. So. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I it matters not to me. Um, I'd no. prefer to pick the last team if possible, not the first team. Okay, well then I will go first then. So for me, I am picking a mixed team between AEW and Impact Wrestling. Oh, son of a bitch. You might choose two people I wanted to put together. <laughs> go on. Uh, quite possibly. It's the, the downside of going second last. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably, I think one of them I, I'm going to surprise you and not pick. Um, but I'm picking Jordan Grace. And my impact person's still in play. <laughs> That's all I was worried about. And uh, for her partner, um, because it makes a whole lot of sense to pick someone not as big as Jordan Grace, even though she's Jordan Grace isn't like she's a little fire plug. Is I thought you were gonna um, do like Twin Towers type thing and go with neither Rose there. I was debating on it. That that would make a whole lot of sense. But there's something about Jordan. It would also Grace. mean the tournament is over before it starts. There's a little bit about that. Uh, I don't know. Um, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched yesterday's uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the first round of the deadly draw, but Nyla Rose is already out. So yes, but she she had a smaller partner too. She didn't have Jordan Grace with her. Indeed, she did not. But um, but for me, there's something about the team of Jordan Grace and Big Swole that sounds really good. So, that's my team. Well, I, you know, I, I hate to be cliche, but I've talked about how I'd love to see this team win the women's tag team championships. And so I'm going to start off with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I think they make a really unique pairing that could allow, you know, I, I can see Raquel Gonzalez put, put, uh, Dakota Kai into a, like the Cesaro spin and spin her into somebody else. And that'd be a, a, a an attack of some type. Actually, that'd be cool as I'll get out. Okay. So that's the team I'm gonna put in. Okay. Um, I. Who is not to... really a tag team yet, but it should be. Yeah. And because, um, just for clarification, because we are doing a, um, a total fantasy thing, um, you'll notice that my pick for this next one does not um respect injury status. Okay, so Becky's in. So Becky would be in, and um, in the case of this one, 
Chris Statlander. Okay. Um, and for Statlander, her, her partner, because I think this would be an absolute powerhouse team, is Taya Valkyrie. You were supposed to leave Taya alone, bud. Yeah, I was supposed to, but I didn't. I was going to wait. I going to do that later. Uh-huh. Um, that's not okay. Um, God. So I'm going to go to ROH, um, and I'm going to bring in one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time with Angelina, Angelina Love. I almost said Jolie there. Um, Angelina Love, and I'm going to pair her up with Charlotte, and they're going to be called the Goats. Okay. They're also gonna self-destruct, I assume. So for me, God, this 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 could be too much fun to do. So I'm gonna do it. Um, we're going with Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray and Bailey. <laughs> exactly. I heard it already. As soon as you said Kylie Ray, I was like, ah, oh, this is a good move. <laughs> the smiley hugs. <laughs> oh, it's 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 even more fun if we include Bailey's current character. <laughs> Where she'd just be basically annoyed the entire time. God, why are you so peppy? Ugh. God. I can't imagine why anybody would behave like you do. <laughs> best heel turn or best heel move ever for her would be for her to make fun of somebody who's just like her. Yes. Alright. Um I am going to choose I'm gonna put Riho in and I think I want it partnered with Awesome Kong, so Awesome Kong can use her as a weapon like I did Raquel and Dakota. Okay. Yeah. So, I... We really uh, would have a hard time having a women's tag tournament across brands and not have Sasha Banks involved in some way. Okay. Um, And so I think Sasha Banks definitely needs to be involved here. I'm just debating on who I want to be her tag partner. You know, I think, I don't know if this goes together very well, um, but I think it would be fun to watch because they're kind of different styles overall, but Sasha Banks and Hikaru Shida. Okay. And so this will be the last team. This is tough. So there, there's two teams I'm, I'm mulling over here, and I'm going to tell you both of them. Um, there's an obvious um, duo who I find incredibly good on the mic, who would bring a lot of um, fun to this tournament. Unfortunately, I, I don't know that, that they they make it out of the first round because they're dropped out so frequently. I have numerous times said that they should be a team that is nearly indestructible together and easily dismantled apart. Um, and so uh, the Iconics is one of those two teams. The other one intrigues me so heavily, so incredibly heavily, because I I think they look alike. They're both from Great Britain or from the British Isles, I guess I should say. Um, they're both great wrestlers. I enjoy both of them. They're both pretty dang good on the mic. Um, they both have tons of charisma. And so that team would be um, the, the I don't know, British Bombers or something. I don't know you can call it. But ain't no way you're going to get, get uh, um, the Irish last kicker to except being called British and, and you're not going to get Tegan Knox to to be called uh, oh my gosh why can't I Becky Lynch, be called uh, Irish like Becky Lynch so but uh, yeah I, I'm I'm torn be, between the British redheads kind of the Hollywood blondes knockoff I guess um, and the Iconics 
And uh, I think I think for match quality, I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, with Becky and Tegan. Okay, so we have got our first round final. Do you have a Do you have a random? They're not placement generator. They're not random placed, but here's what I did is I had you starting at the bottom and me starting at the top. Oh, so our our wrestlers are going against each other or against their own. Yes. Nope. So so here's what it is is uh Jordan Grace and Big Swole, my choice, is going against Becky and Tegan, your choice. Okay. And then Riho and Awesome Kong is going against Chris Tatliner and Taya Valkyrie. God, that'd be a great match. Mm-hmm. Kylie Ray and Bailey going up against uh, Angelina Love and Charlotte, and Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez going up against Sasha and Hikaru Shida. Okay. And this, the sad okay. thing is, there's not a single one of those matches that I'm not down for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, as a whole, I, I um, unfortunately, I do. I I'm gonna go ahead and say flat out. The bottom match, I, I think my team loses. I, I don't think Dakota and Raquel are designed to to be able to take on Hikaru Shida and Sasha, um, but they are. They, that sets up kind of what I was saying about the iconics that I'd like to see happen. Is hey, they already are friends and, and know each other really well, so maybe that's to their benefit. I don't know, but we got to pick some winners here. Yes. So we're going to start top of the top of the card. Jordan Grace and Big Swole versus Becky and Tegan. And, and this one um, is tough. Yeah, I mean, because Becky's in-ring skill offsets Jordan's power pretty well. Um, and then, of course, Big Swole and Tegan are up-and-comers, or both up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would say two of them are in stronger divisions right now, So, but yeah, there's, there's a ton to be said for... Jordan Grayson impact. So, um, I don't know. Uh, there's a there's a piece of my heart that always wants Becky to win. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have some bias there. <laughs> I I think, like I said, I think it's a tough it's a tougher choice than than it looks offhand. But I think I'd go with Becky and Tegan winning that. Um, I think uh, an experience factor plays into it, even though. Uh, you know, Jordan Grace has been knockouts champion in Impact. Uh, Becky's been multiple time Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, right? Um, well, and and for a year and a half running was probably the number one women's wrestler in the world, with only Charlotte being considered a competitor for that. So, so I think we'll go Becky and Tegan for that one. Moving on to the next match. Your choice of Riho and Awesome Kong versus my choice of Chris Statlander and Taya Valkyrie. Boy, I, I think Riho's the weak link there. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I think I have to agree with you. I mean, you, you got a whole bunch of beastly people in that ring that 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 can just that have power, and I think Taya Valkyrie can can come nose to nose with Awesome Kong in terms of, of overall strength and power, um, and and so that means it's down to Riho and Chris Statlander, and I, I think the upside to Statlander is way higher than it is to Riho. I mean, pound for pound, Riho is great, but she's still not 175 pounds of power, you know. So Statlander so and Ty Valkyrie move on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that one goes. Yep. Okay, next one: the hug and shrug connection. <laughs> 
versus Angelina Love and Charlotte. And I think I think this one probably goes to Angelina Love and Charlotte, if only because I don't think Kylie Ray and Bailey would be able to get on the same team. Like, man, the build could be fantastic to it, though. Mm-hmm. To those two, Bailey would obviously blame Kylie Ray for. I mean, in reality, what this would mysterious. be, this would be set setting up for a feud between those two in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah, um, that's the only reason they would pair them together in a tournament like this was to set up for down the road not to mention i mean you really are talking about two women who've been widely considered the best in the sport at one point um god we didn't pick mickey james there's just so many there's a lot that's we should have done 16 teams (laughs) but uh because again um you know tessa blanchard's not on this list Uh, no tony storm's not on this list Tessa Blanchard probably one of the best in the world, probably the best in the world right now, and free mm-hmm. agent. Yeah, and none of us chose her. And like I said, I mean, I love Tony Storm, uh, Kaylee yeah. Ray uh, from NXT UK really could be on this. I mean, there's there's a whole list. There's of... a there's a ton in NXT. Ton. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we kind of and I mean even outside of NXT, I mean, what one could really make I mean, a solid EO's argument not on there right now. Mm-hmm. One could, yeah, EO. Uh, one could make an argument that even if you argue against her ring ability, that just from a draw standpoint, Alexa Bliss should be on there. Uh, uh, you know, Nikki, uh, which means Nikki Cross, you know, that's another aspect mm-hmm. to that. Uh, Candice LeRae sure. easily from NXT could arguably be on there. Um, you know, some people would take me again. enough to have all four of the horsewomen on there, though. Mm-hmm. We don't have Shayna Baszler, though. Yeah, Shayna Baszler really could be on there. We don't have Which also means Shafir and uh Jessamine, not on there. Jessamine yeah. Duke, yep. Uh Asuka, not on the list. Asuka not on the list, yeah. Ky- Kyrie Sane, not on the list. Kyrie's not on there, yep. Yeah, so. we totally could have we totally could have done a sixteen team out of this. Mm-hmm. Iconics, not on the list. Yep. Funk Dactyls, both of which are wrestling right now. Cameron deserves give- better. <laughs> well, she should have picked the new so. Yeah, seriously, it's your problem. Okay, final match of the sem quarterfinals, whatever they're called. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Sasha Banks and Hikaru Shida. So, as much as I love the pairing of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, I think I have to bow out here. Um, there's so much to be said for. Uh, <sighs> I think Sheeta can hit enough high-risk maneuvers on Raquel Gonzalez to take her out, and I don't think Dakota Kai can avoid tapping to the bank statement. And I think that that's how that goes. In fact, for the most part, I would agree with you there. I think uh, I think Hikaru Sheeta can hang with anyone. Um, yes, I might. I just think she uses those 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 high. She would use high-risk maneuvers to take out somebody. The the. Mm-hmm the strength and power of Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry, Big Mommy Cool. Yeah. I love that nickname. God, it's such a good name. So now we're gonna move on to the semifinals. And these are gonna be some great matches too. <laughs> Becky and Tegan versus Chris Statlander and Taya Valkyrie. Valkyrie brings a little more a little more experience into this match. Um God, I still I still can't help but I still cannot help 
but for, for Becky and and I'm trying to be non-biased for the team that I that I was putting together in my head from the start um, of course any the, the team that you stole from me was when you did Tire Valkyrie so um, I'm still kind of voting for Becky unfortunately Becky and Tegan there's so much that those two bring into <laughs> In, in every aspect of, of the of sports entertainment, they bring charisma. They bring mic skills. I mean, even Tegan's mic skills, which are not nearly what Becky's are, are fantastic. I still think I think Tegan would be the weak link there. I, I don't disagree. And, um, and, and so the, and the only way you pull that off is if I don't know. So, there's so much strength and and performance ability from Statlander and Valkyrie. Um, you know, Viking aliens is always a really cool thing. But I'll go I, ahead. I'll go ahead and concede Becky. And oh Tegan. man, I was I was about to do it, but but uh, it's it, it's really based more on Becky than it is on Tegan. But Tegan as the protege, I don't know. I think I'd rather bow out of that one than I would Charlotte and Angelina Love, but that's okay. Well, that's that's going to be the next one. Charlotte <laughs> and Angelina Love versus Sasha and Hikaru Shida. Ah, you know what? I don't think I'm I don't think I'm the least bit bothered by Sasha and Hikaru Shida winning that. The more I think about it, I didn't remember who they were going against. The mm-hmm. more I think about it, I mean, Sasha getting a win over Charlotte's gold. Uh-huh. Um, Angelina Love is past her prime. She's kind of like Mickey on this one. I don't think there's any harm at all in Hikaru in the up and comers taking out the the women who consider themselves legends. That's, I'm I'm not disappointed in that idea. I kind of want Sasha and Hikaru in this one. I think I would agree there. Which then leaves us with our final: Becky and Tegan versus Sasha and Hikaru. And God, I, I think Tegan's weak link is is the problem here. But I do think that Tegan has hits a shiniest wizard a couple times that makes it look like she's going to win the match. I also think it's the downfall of the match. I think she misses a shiniest wizard on Sasha Banks, and by going past with the shiniest wizard, Sasha puts her right into the bank statement. I think Sasha and Hikaru get the win here. Um, I think Hikaru Shida can definitely hold her own with Becky on this one. So Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I think uh, Hikaru Shida does a pretty nasty shiny wizard. So um, that would be a fun part of this it, to kind of watch. Enough to knock out Be- Becky. I mean, here's the deal. Twice you can have a shiny wizard go into um, a submission maneuver by missing it, and and I think there's some there's something to be said for the back and forth. We have a little bit of that on on X7 um, with counters and and things like that in several matches. Uh, by the way, we're reviewing on our Patreon exclusive uh, WrestleMania X7 for July or for August. Sorry, who? So, was that our July or August? Technically, it was our July. It's just going up in August, but that's okay. Bad. We need to come up with a poll for what our August one should be. So we'll it needs to end like by the fifteenth, so we can do it before the end of the month, before yeah. next month. Anyway, so, so our um, winners: yeah. Sasha Banks and Hikaru Shida. And you said you just didn't want to leave Sasha out, and by God, she won it. Yeah, kind of surprises that's, me. That was really matched that I mean here's the deal with the exception of maybe Awesome Kong and Riho every one of those could have won that 
mm-hmm. every one of those we had issues thinking eh, I just don't I don't even though Riho is the first AEW women's champion and Awesome Kong is one of the best women's one of the most dominant women's wrestlers of all time it's tough to it's tough to see that that pairing work well I mean you know let's let's look at it this way if I'd have done the draw slightly different um, if I had just done us picking them one versus another, you know, top to bottom, we would have had Jordan Grace and Big Swole versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I think we still have Jordan Grace and Big Swole win that one. Well, that's my point is, but in this one, we had them lose to Becky and Tegan. So right there, that changes um, a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. The next round. Um, we would have then gone on and had. Uh, um, Statlander and Taya Valkyrie versus Angelina Love and Charlotte. Boy, that's a match I want to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, it would be unfortunate to have the the Legends go out in the first round, but I think they have to there. We would have then had uh, Kaylee, uh, Kylie Ray and Bailey versus Riho and Awesome Kong. Okay, and I think that's where, I, where Riho and Awesome Kong may have gotten a win. Yep, so they would have gotten the win there. Um, and then we would have had uh, Sasha and Hikaru Shida versus Becky and Tegan Knox in the first match. Instead of the finals. Instead of the finals. So and even in the first if... match, you probably have a little different opinion about it. Mm-hmm. You're okay but... with Becky losing at the end, but you're not okay with losing in the first round. She's too much of a draw. So... God, that's weird. I feel like so... a WWE writer right now. Except we're not getting yelled at by Vince McMahon and told to rewrite everything half an hour before the show. <laughs> also, our our plans only come to fruition when they're bad. Yeah, when they're very bad. So. Very, very bad. So anyways, congratulations to Sasha Banks and Hikaru Shida being the first WBU FBI women's tag champions. You don't get a belt or anything because, you know, we're poor. But congratulations. So I'm going to do a little bit more of a traditional FBI. But before that, um, I would like to remind our fans that they can visit our shirt store at shop.spreadshirt.com backslash raw and order WBU. That was my little plug. It wasn't as fluid as last week's was or (laughs) as WBU's was. But anyway, um, I did try to do a plug during for the Patreon, but moving forward. Um, so here is, uh, th- there were two things I was mulling over. Uh, one just happened tonight um, in a conversation with you, Mr. Smarks, before, uh, sorry, Detective Smarks before. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to six months of police academy to be a mister. Thank of, you very much. Of not a cop academy. Yes. Anyway, academy. <laughs> um, so the 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 one I was I was originally thinking of is I I kind of wanted to um, play on the fact that we are doing our Patreon exclusive and it's going to be released this week of uh, WrestleMania X Seven and I wanted to have you do a modern day turn like Stone Cold joining Vince McMahon after Vince McMahon had just basically had his life ruined by all orders of what the fans thought um and that it wasn't ruined at all um 
And then I decided, while talking with you, about the fact that our cohort wasn't going to be here from Canada, that I kind of wanted to see if you would do a um, Canadian wrestler promo in our very bad, not at all legitimate Canadian voices. Um, So I'm going to let you choose. I'm going to let you choose either a modern turn, the level of X7, so you're going to have to do a lot of booking beforehand to make it happen or do a full promo in your fake Canadian voice. Tell me who you're pretending to be beforehand. Uh, but it has to be in the obviously wrong accent. Cause that doesn't sound like any Canadian wrestler. I, I mentioned it before the show. I'm not up to doing a full promo, so we're doing a heel turn. Um, we're well, but here's the deal: is it's got to be more turn. than a heel turn because it's got to be a double turn. Double turn and double turn with a with a downfall to whomever's joining, like whether it's they're joining Con or they're joining, uh-huh. you know, maybe Con suddenly goes heel or whatever. Whatever you choose to do, you can book this, and it can be two years long, it can be ten years long, it can be uh-huh. six months long. However, you want to do it. But it has to have, it's got to be plausible to have that level of impact. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal is what, what you got to start off is you got to have someone who can legitimately be nearly as popular as a Stone Cold. We're never going to, we can't hold people up to the Stone. It's like every time people argue about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, um, I can't hold people up to the Michael Jordan standard because Michael Jordan was. Um, a, an absolute freak by every measure of that time period. He's also and, widely beloved, you yeah, know, and, and and was even then. Like the only reason you hated Michael Jordan is because he was beating your team. I'm a Knicks fan. I hated Michael Jordan because he was beating my team. But LeBron James, by every talent standpoint, is is every bit as talented as Michael Jordan. Uh, but he's he is playing in a different league now than. Michael Jordan had to play in. Michael Jordan never had to play against the defenses that they play today. And comparatively, LeBron James didn't have to play against the defenses they played back then. It's a totally different game now. Absolutely. And, and, and so he didn't have to play defense against guys that shot from half court. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Golden State. Yeah. So that so that's the deal is you know you, you you can't really compare them. So we can't hold people up directly to the Stone Cold or the Rock level. Um, but we got to talk about, you know, as big of popularity as we can get. And it's really tough, especially, you know, thinking WWE. I don't know if there's anyone right now in WWE that you could hold up to that popularity standpoint. Um, but Becky there are was some that would have the possibility close. of it. Becky was close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I would suggest a CM Punk return would be close and is not impossible. Possibly, but I don't know. But like, um, you know, I mean, Seth Rollins' heel turn was close because as part of the shield, he was extremely popular and then for him to turn. But it, but it wasn't quite to the level. No. Um, when he turned on his on, he turned on, on his teammates, not his teammates. on. His, not on the fan. I mean, that was as legit of turning on the fans as you can possibly have. That isn't the crappy. You guys are the reason I did this. And that's where I mean, the the match that we're referring to specifically was Rock, who was the heel champion at the time. Um, very champion, mind yeah. you. He he was very 
popular, but he was the heel. He was the yes. ha- the the popular hated guy. Um, and conceited and egotistical and and all of that. And then you had Stone Cold, who was super over as the face, as the baby face, um, underdog character. And for this to happen, um, even without the Vince McMahon involvement, it was still an absolutely shocking double turn. And I don't know anyone right now in WWE right now that is up to either of those levels of popularity or hated. Um, The Rock wasn't really all that hated, though. It was just he was a heel. He had a better heel turn when he turned on on Booker T and inadvertently lost the the battle royal. I I would say he was hated and a love to hate him. Thing. Okay, fair um, enough. I'll give you that. Which I think was was really his his forte is to be that like you love him but you hate him like the the guy on your team that everyone seems to like but then as soon as he walks out of the room you're like god i fucking hate that guy um (laughs) and i think that's that you know kind of where the rock but i don't see anyone in wwe right now who's even close to that level right of just absolutely loved or absolutely hated sort of a thing um and i i see a few like the fiend is extremely popular but the fiend is is a it's a tough choice because nothing he'll do will make people hate him really they want to love him but at the same point nothing he will do will ever make him truly a face either right he's yeah, yeah. his character just by nature is going to be a tweener no matter what yeah um and so you know it can't really be him braun was on the road uh 2 years ago to becoming maybe as over and then they wasted it and now he's kind of floundering um yeah seth rollins isn't that over right now uh drew mcintyre edge Edge is pretty close um and so you know about about the the closest thing that legitimately wwe could do right now would be a double turn with edge and orton but i don't know how you would ever turn be able to turn Orton's face right now (laughs) Yo, during this, you could have Edge turn on Christian for mm-hmm. Vince, which is a possibility, and join Orton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Remember, you've and, got months at yep. your disposal. And so, so part of the problem, and I think part of the problem right now, I'm going to use a phrase that um, a lot of WWE fans will probably hate me for saying, but there's no authority figure in WWE right now. And when they first announced that they were getting rid of the authority figure angle and all that stuff, I thought, well, maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's kind of played out. But I think they've shown us over the last two years that they don't know what to do without an authority figure character. Uh, It's so ingrained into what they are since 1997. You know, they're like, crap, that's what we need. So, you know, that's kind of where they run into a problem. Now, I'm not saying they need an authority figure to do it, but there needs to be someone at the top. I mean, that's why it was so important for this particular one to have Vince McMahon come out. Vince McMahon, who until recently in storyline had been on The Rock's side. Uh, yeah, it had so been much as a couple weeks before that. Yeah. Was you know, su- such, so much that he assigned Stone Cold's wife to be the rock's manager um 
Aren't you glad they had the vignette before the match? So you oh, yeah, it, it definitely reminded I actually had to do a bunch <laughs> of looking. I spent uh, probably 10 minutes before that match just reading the entire Wikipedia page of the lead up to that um, because because I was so like, oh, I got to remember all of this stuff now. Um, and so I just right now I don't see anyone in I mean, in WWE right now that can fulfill all three of those. Roles. And so I could. I could book out and try to book someone to fulfill those roles. Um, but I don't think I need to because I think I can head over to AEW and I can get at least some of that in AEW without even having to book an authority figure per se. Um, because we we kind of have an, an evil authority figure already. Um, and that's, that's Chris Jericho, the leader of the evil inner circle, right? And... And he's super over in his own right. Um, and then we've got a um, super over babyface wrestler right now. Probably about as over as any wrestler in AEW right now in Darby Allen. Uh, All right. Super over babyface Darby Allen. And he's already uh, building a program against the monster, the machine, Brian Cage. Um, who is set up as a heel. He's a heel character. Now, he's not quite as heel over right now as The Rock, so I think this would require some some uh, continuing to build it out um, before we did it. But I just, I can't help but imagine that how, how massive it would be if during the match, um, Darby Allen versus Brian Cage, uh, Chris Jericho came out um, and Chris Jericho has had his own problems with Darby Allen before. And Chris Jericho came out in the match and looked like he was going to attack Darby Allen and instead turned and attacked Brian Cage. And then Darby Allen can used to beat down on Brian Cage with chairs and tables and kendo sticks and all of that stuff. Um, so much that Taz just turns and walks out. Taz, of course, being Brian Cage's manager. Uh, that's that's the perfect moment for a for a double turn there. Um, you'd probably have to um, then set it up with a pass out moment to truly cement Brian Cage babyface and and Darby Allen heel. And I don't know if Darby Allen ever does submission moves, but um, I I can imagine like a Boston Crabs or heck Walls of Jericho. Um, him putting Brian Cage in the walls of Jericho, sitting back, Jericho standing there, smirking. Uh, this is my real protege type thing. Yeah, smirking, all of that stuff, going out and grabbing the the ref bumped ref and pulling him back into the ring, um, and the ref kind of rolling over and checking, and Brian Cage continuing, no, no, and, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a perfect moment if his face wasn't a crimson mask, um, a la Stone Cold's original face turn, um, and no, no, and then checking again, and it's getting, and then eventually he's just out, and Darby Allen wins and becomes the FTW champion and leaves with Chris Jericho, hand in hand i think that's about the closest thing we could get right now and it's sad that we that we couldn't find a, i couldn't find a way to do it in wwe because they just don't have anyone that's that's even 
on the path to being over enough for it. Um, That's because they they uh, because Vince thinks that over has to be Hulk Hogan slash John Cena over, completely forgetting that he created Stone Cold over. You know. <laughs> well, and and even more than that, we talked about it before. I I think Vince McMahon has made a very concerted effort over the last fifteen years. To, to not create stars anymore because yeah, he knows when you create a star like a rock or a stone cold um, or insert many of the other stars that he, that were created maybe not to the same level but but there that a lot of them go off to Hollywood or TVs and eventually leave. And so his worry is when you create a star, then they leave. But if you create just mediocre stars or middle stars, they stay with you, you know? And so um, he's he's almost actively worked against people like the Daniel Bryans, the Kevin Owens, who become really popular. He's almost worked against letting them become more popular and would handicap them at that point because he didn't want them to get to the point where they were crossover successes and could leave, right? Um, you know, the closest he has to a crossover success now is The Miz. And that's only because he sent The Miz off and had him do WWE movies. Not Hollywood movies. No, 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 we're not going to let you do Hollywood movies. But you can do the movies that we produce for WWE straight to DVD. Um, and do I think Miz is talented enough to make it in a full Hollywood movie? I don't know. Um... If, you know, you watch the Marine movies, he's by far not horrible in them, um, but he's not to, like, John Cena level of acting by any means, you know? I mean, Cena's another perfect example. He let Cena become a big star, and and then Cena goes off to Hollywood, you know? Yeah. So, so I think, and and I think right now, Vince McMahon is suffering for, because the ratings are down. Uh, and I think a lot of it's because that without crowds, you need that star power to get people to turn on the TV. Um, you know, with crowds, you can feed off the crowd energy. But I Correct. mean, the simple fact, people turn on the Titan games, not because of crowd energy, but because they want to see The Rock, you know, host this. People turn on the Fast and Furious movies. There's no crowds to those. They're brought in because of star power, like The Rock and Vin Diesel and, you know, all of those. And so when you don't have a crowd, you have to rely on your stars. And right now, and I love Drew McIntyre, and I think he's doing as good of a job as possible as the champion right now, but because he was never built up to be a star, he's not getting people to tune in for it, right? And neither is Braun Strowman. And and neither was Oscar or Becky Lynch, or, you know, was barely big enough to turn that. But uh, Sasha now and Bailey, I mean, I'm not saying any of them are bad by any means, but they're not stars, and they're not forcing the the needle to turn the ratings to go. So, anyways, I'm gonna get down off my soapbox, and I'm gonna go back to talking about Taz turning total babyface and passing out to Darby Allen, who turned total heel and joined the inner circle. Wait, Taz is turning? Or no. Brian Cage? Brian Cage, excuse me. Did I say Taz? I meant Brian Cage. Taz turning it, on Brian Cage. I just I just don't know that I can see... Uh, maybe the Taz mission would be the right one for him to use. And Taz and Jerrica both. Possibly. 
Because I, I just I don't know that I can I I don't know that I can I think suspension of disbelief is out the window when you have Darby Allen holding Brian Cage in, in if, a if you, walls of Jericho. If you start the turn with a bunch of um shots to the knees, chair shots uh, to the knees, kendo uh, stick to the knees, all of that stuff to weaken up those knees. And maybe even some chair shots to the back to weaken up his back and tell the storyline that uh, Chris Jericho came out and and helped him learn that, you know, understand this is the weak point, taking out his back. Um, I Inversely, I don't think Darby Allen's arms are long enough to lock the Taz mission in on Brian Cage, no matter what. So... So that's why I don't think it can be any one of the upper body uh, ones. Plus, frankly, um, if you look at Brian Cage, his legs are probably his weak point. Frankly. Yeah, that's true. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of torso and strength there. There's a whole lot of muscle up top. Um, and I, don't get me wrong. I don't think he skips leg day ever. Um, but I, I think his focus has been on the upper body so much that um, that plays into it there. His personal trainer has not been yelling at him. Do squats. He needs bad dad to personal to be his personal trainer. That's what needs to happen. Sorry. Another YouTube. Yeah. Thing. Oh, <laughs> I I remember watching Bat Dad on Vine before Vine went under and uh then TikTok came along to kind of fill in that hole. Anyways. So, because I'm old, I remember this thing called MySpace, and I already felt I was too old for that. You mean you mean when we had to stand in gym class and put our arms out and swing back and forth? If we could touch each other, it was, we were too close? That's MySpace. Well, that's yeah. not even close enough for, for the space they're going to have to have in gym class now. Yeah. Yeah, because that still puts kids more than six or less than six feet away from each other. Anyways. We are going to go ahead and move on to Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact, our lovely game where I'm going to challenge DA Fabe with three WWE wrestlers that he needs to relocate to a different company, and then he's going to turn around and do the same to me. Okay. Now, I, I am going to preempt your choices just by letting you know that I, I kind of want to... I want to pay homage to our RCMP who apparently is off duty tonight because he's at a bar singing, I don't know, like singing Robin Sparks songs and stuff. You like that? How I Met Your Mother reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. So I am I am, I am, going to do it in a faux Canadian accent. And well, that, that's totally fine. And I'm going to be uh, choosing the way he would choose, which includes, you know, Putting whoever I think at the bottom is at ROH because <laughs> well because I don't understand ROH. You're you're gonna have a lot of fun with that then because your choices are Jinder Mahal, <laughs> Sin Cara, and Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> don't you know? Well, I don't know if I do. I don't know. Oh, if I should should recognize Ginger Mahal as a Canadian wrestler, don't you know? I mean, he is from Canada, and uh, I don't know if he really likes ice fishing, though. So, um, so you know, if he liked ice fishing, I'd probably put him at AEW because then he'd be a great Canadian, much like myself. But uh, um, so I have Ginger Mahal, yeah, hey, eh? yeah, 
Eight. And I have have uh, uh, Sin Cara, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have uh, uh, Mojo Rally, yes. Mojo Jojo, not yeah. Mojo Jojo, Mojo oh. Rally. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's a patriot, and so his friend was a patriot. And uh, fuck Americans, don't you know? I mean, I sorry, I don't, I don't mean that that way. Suddenly, I turned Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops, sorry, don't, didn't mean that there. Uh, I suppose, I, I think uh, Mojo is the type of guy to go ice fishing, so I'm gonna put him to AE Dubs. Because uh, he would have a lot of fun with me ice fishing. And uh, uh, I got to give honor to my fellow Canadian, Jinder Mahal. And uh, I'm, I'm going to put him in impact, which means Sinkara, um, he's obviously going to go to to ROH because he's little and he's Mexican. And uh, uh, all of, it seems like my answers are always really racist. So <laughs> even though I'm not a racist, but... That that's the craziest thing when he does this because I'm just like, man, you don't even know that you sound racist right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I. I, um, I think Mojo uh, seems to fit a a niche that um, that is a little bit John Silvery uh, when he first started. That would be really fun to see in AEW just to see him get throttled left and right. Um, <laughs> And, and and I'll be honest, I put Sin Cara in ROH because the, the chances of me watching ROH on purpose without just, you know, having my insomnia kick my butt on a Saturday night, um, I just don't want to watch Sin Cara. I, uh, he, he's a botch master, um, and so it, it really has to do with the fact that uh, I, I can almost guarantee I'll never have to see him again. And uh, gender uh, post steroids is big enough to maybe play with the big dogs in, in impact. So okay. So who do you got? I don't for know. Me? How I, I don't know how I feel about you doing that to me. <laughs> so backwards. Um, so I, I'm gonna get in a time machine and I'm not gonna go that that far back. Um, and I'm gonna gonna cross um, genders here, not genders, genders. I, I think I think by sending gender to impact you crossed gender already. Well, I hear that there's a dermatologist there that can help with his back knee. <laughs> Sorry, moving forward. Um <clears throat> and uh, I'm gonna get a little funky here and I'm gonna have you take all funk members somewhere. So you're gonna have the funkosaurus and both the funk dactyls in this time machine to take to those three promotions. And uh, so that would give you Tyrus, which is his actual name now, who's a commentator on a news channel that I won't mention because I don't want to piss you off. Um, And Cameron and Naomi. Mm -hmm. Well, this is tough because I, I don't hate Ring of Honor, but I have to put Naomi there. <laughs> solely in hopes that JBL listens to this or JLP well, listens. Sorry. More, more than that, I just, I just, I like I said, I don't hate Ring of Honor, but I, I like their women's division a little bit less than I like AEW or Impact. So, um, fair enough. 
so she she can do the least damage there. Um, wow. And then, um, you know, Rodas Clay was his yes. ring name. Just so you know. Yes, I remember He's forgetting that. Okay, well, I said his actual name. Yeah. So he he went to college with me, don't you know? Don't you know? You don't remember him, and you never talked to him. But hey, no, I sure don't. I don't <laughs> even know if, if it was during the same times, because uh, uh, I don't remember what time frame he went to the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Can't spell drunk without UNK. Sure, can't. You also you can't spell drunk. You didn't drink. <laughs> Yeah, what? but but that might might be why I flunk. Uh-huh. Uh, Good work. <laughs> 1995 is when he started the University of Nebraska Kearney, and I started going there in 1996. So it was indeed at the same time for one year. Well, Wait, you dropped out. No, because I was there for three years, and so he would really? we would have overlapped by two because it was 1995 when he started. 96 when I started. But he was only there two years. He went to Juco for two years. So he was a senior when you were um, a freshman. No, he's, he, uh, he started Antelope Valley College in 92. Yeah, so he would have graduated. But he was, well, he was he studying to become he, a he teacher. He could have been a fifth-year fifth senior, so that's possible. But he could, you could have two years. Uh, suffered a ruptured appendix, which ended his UNK football career. Oh, oh. That and explains then, the bulk. I never got all the appendix pieces out. Yep. It also left him with a limp. Did he have a yep. limp? Apparently. He was pretty good at hiding it. But anyways, um, getting back to this. So, uh, you know, Cameron or Ariana Andrew, I think is the name she wrestles under now, was in the first episode of The Deadly Draw and was surprisingly not the worst wrestler out there. Um... I don't even you know, think interestingly enough, she got the first push of the funk dactyls too, because even Vince considered her more talented than Naomi. I don't think she was that bad. And so yeah. I think I'm gonna leave her in AEW where she can continue to grow and potentially um have an impact on their women's division. And so that leaves Tyrus, Brody. What is Crody Blay doing in the impact zone? <laughs> Crody Blay. Fair enough. Oh, that was fantastic. But on that <laughs> note, it is time to wrap things up and get ready to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Make sure to follow us, like, share, and subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at at DA Vincent K. Fabe. But if you follow me, don't expect to see my... Well, you can follow him and start needling him with requests to post stuff. <laughs> Just start tagging him in everything. Tag him in every video you find of Naomi doing something. Ooh, that will ensure that I don't connect to Twitter on a regular basis. I have to watch these 75 videos of Naomi. It's like answering voicemails at work. Ugh. <laughs> ah. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. Make sure to click the like or subscribe or follow or whatever you call it um, on that one there. 
Share us is the easiest way. It is the cheapest way to support us by just sending out a tweet saying, hey, I've been listening to this podcast and I really love it. Or a Facebook message or a Friendster or a TikTok or I don't know what uh, the kids are going to do once Trump bans TikTok, but they'll find something. Um, China will come out with another app. It's fine. Well, what's going to happen? Because apparently Microsoft is going to buy TikTok or at least reportedly in talks to buy it. Um, but do you do you think the Gen Zers are going to hang around on the social network owned by Microsoft? They're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, They're, yeah. Like, nope, I'm out. Nope. I was fine with That's the Chinese knowing my people. data, but but not Microsoft. <laughs> That's for old people. Exactly. Um, you know, it it it's not a bad idea to for anybody who's a developer out there and wants funding. We'll give you seventy three cents. Um, towards developing a TikTok competitor. Yes. Just has to be branded raw and order WBU TikTok competitor. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you're going to have to do will, if you want that 73 cents. We will fully fund all 73 of those cents. Mm -hmm. I and might because, up it to 75. Because I'm on an attorney salary and you're on a detective salary. I guess I'll do the extra penny. <laughs> But and then also make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you use Apple Podcasts, great. If not, all you got to do is sign in uh, on a computer with an iTunes account and go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. Uh, <laughs> specifically, what what match did he have? Uh, stadium Stampede. Four out of five aneurysms at that double or nothing event occurred during the stadium stampede. <laughs> exactly. Interesting. Matt Hardy changing gimmicks in the middle of a match. In the water? He can't change clothes in the water. They threw a penalty flag. What do you mean, instant replay? No. There is no way he did fisherman suplexes all the way across the nah! <laughs> Northern Light suplexes, I guess. Technically. Oh, oh, wait. Well, that was a V trigger from two stories up. That's nah! good ass. <laughs> no, he'd have called that good ass work. But, anyways, uh, you can also find our Wix site in the pin tweet or in the doobly doos for this particular episode. Um, there you can find all the ways to enjoy us. You can listen to the show right online there. Um, you can read the blog that we don't update very often, but you can read what we have up there. Um, you can get the Wix app to uh, do that all mobile and interact directly with us. And you can go to our merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU. Get yourself a not a cop t-shirt or a shirt that says link is in the doobly doos. Um, so all sorts of ways to support us. And of course, we have patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. Great way to support us there. So all sorts of ways to help us out. Make sure we continue to produce this podcast. But um, you might I even be able to get a cat astrophy shirt. You sure might be able to. I got to finish so, that there art. Don't you know? So then you could be like, oh, look, the nasty boys are in this women's women's tag team championship tournament. Don't you know? God, thank God he wasn't here. He'd have done it. <laughs> the Funkdactyls. <And, laughs> we need to put the Funkdactyls back together. Oh. And, and he would have argued for them winning, too. Oh, yeah. Naomi, Naomi does a butt bump, 
and and gets the win. Uh, oh, then she does those those slow weak ass double kicks where she just kind of jumps and waves her legs around. And it's supposed to look like it hurts, but it doesn't look like it hurts at all. Um, just kind of looks like she's dancing, right? She does those. And then she does this sliding uh, blockbuster that looks more like a Canadian destroyer that just really throws someone uh, in a very unsafe manner onto the ground. So she totally wins. Totally wins. Don't you know? She, she just devastates Taya Valkyrie with that. I don't even know who Taya Valkyrie is. God, that's legit. Sometimes that kid. Yeah, that's why. That's why I've been getting on him more than you about watching Impact Wrestling, because you you haven't watched a lot of Impact Wrestling recently. But when I say to you Taya Valkyrie, you're like, I know who Taya Valkyrie. Oh yeah. When I say said Tessa Blanchard, you're like, yeah, I know Tessa Blanchard. When I talked yes. about uh, uh, geez, when I say Angelina you Love, you know yeah. that even though you didn't watch wrestling back then. You know who Angelina Love is. You know she was the beautiful people. And he's like, God, I guess I don't know who that is. Yeah. Uh, he's just young. He's young and he'll learn and it's fine. He, he is young. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and close the book on this before I start singing more. Um, thank everyone for listening. We will see you all soon. This is Carpool Shenanigans with Justin Mitch. A show about two friends telling stories and making history. With everything created and recorded in the car during our commute to and from work. So hop in and put your strap on on. Let's get weird.